Hello, 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 my money-making mavens. Hello, and I am here. It is me, Scotty Taylor Jr. And before we dive into today's episode, I am super, super excited to share some exciting news with all of you. If you have been following me on the socials, if you have been a part of my email list, uh, if you have seen any posts recently, you may already know, but if you don't, um, I have a brand new money-making course that is being released currently, that is right now currently for sale, and I could not be more fucking proud of this course. It's called The Money Course. You can read all the details at scottytaylorjr.com forward slash money. And this course is a container for massive fucking money transformation. There are so many good people out there that would do good things with money. It is my mission. It is my purpose. It is my passion. It is my fucking calling to help you repair your relationship with money, make more money, and live a more fulfilled, amazing, expansive fucking life. If you are somebody who is sitting there, you know you can make more money, you want to make more money, you know that you have the talent, the capacity, the ability, you feel like you're working hard, but things just don't feel to be really flowing in your life, this is the course for you. This course will help you see things differently. It will help you release negative emotions around money. It will help you step into a new level of abundance and new level of prosperity. We pair up the energetic side of making more money, money manifestation, feeling money, letting go of your limiting beliefs with the tactical side of making more money, how to scale your business, how to actually step in and take actions to make more money. This is a completely unique, completely different course from anything you've tried before because it's not just one or the other. It tackles both the energetic and emotional as well as the tactical sides of making more money. If you are called, if you're led, if you're inspired, I would love, love, love to have you. I'm here to support you. I think you're awesome and I want you to make more fucking money. Go to scottytaylorjr.com forward slash money to learn more. Go check it out now. If you're inspired, if you're called, I would love to have you. I support you and I'm here for you. Have an awesome day. Hey friends, welcome to the Success Money Mindset Podcast. My name is Scotty Taylor Jr. and I'm a money manifestation expert, success and finance coach, and serial entrepreneur on my way to a seven-figure year and creating the life of my dreams. I am obsessed with helping you make more money, bust your limiting beliefs around money and success, and create a life you once thought was impossible. I teach you the tried and true tactical and energetic principles of success and money to help you massively up-level your life. My goal in this podcast is to help you achieve the things you really desire so you can go out and change the world. Think of this podcast as a conversation with your financially savvy best friend who really wants what's best for you and challenges and encourages you with your mindset development along the way. I am so excited you're here and I have such a good feeling about this. Get ready to learn and grow on this journey together, and let's have some fun. I see a bunch of people that I know. How's everyone doing? <sighs> All right, Chris. Yeah, well, I would say um, we should just do have the conversation. I think jump right yeah. in. But like, um, essentially, 
give me a blurb about who you are first. So that we, yes. how, you know, we don't need to go too overboard. Like I hate long introductions. Yeah. <laughs> a quick thing, like who are you? Totally. <clears throat> yes. So I am a money coach, right? I help people make more money. Um, I live part-time in LA, part-time. Hi, Erica. Um, part-time in LA, part-time in Florida. Currently in Miami, living my best life. And yeah, I help really... My intention and my goal is to help good-hearted people make more money um, through whatever means that, it, that they typically would make money. So whether that's through entrepreneurship, whether that's running their own business, self-employed, consultant, realtor, mortgage broker, all that good stuff. So that's me, and I'm from Jersey, which is, you know, the best state, so. <laughs> kind of flip-flop, because I'm from Florida, you're now in Florida. Yeah. I'm in New York, so we just kind of flipped. Um, and then I, for me, it's similar. It's funny because we have similar worlds. So I'm an executive coach, but I've just realized more and more so much coaching ends up being around money. And yep. so many people, the obstacle to actually going after what they want to do is they feel like they don't have enough money. Maybe yep. it's really hard. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. People won't pay them for what they're worth. Yep. They're scarcity. They're afraid. Yep. Um, our worlds are very... Um, overlapping and I love that I think the and like I think you're so right because so many people when we talk about service we talk about like building businesses we talk about helping people or coaching people money permeates like every single conversation that we have with everybody it just it's it's on our mind I was talking to a client of mine and he was like I think about money all the time like literally all the time 24 7 like how everything costs money and I think like what I love about what you're doing is like you're normalizing talking about money. Like it's just a normal, it's, it's an okay, normal conversation to have. And it's funny cause it's like, I don't know, I kind of, I almost equate this to like the whole coming out thing for me personally, where it's like, it was really uncomfortable to talk about it at first, but the more I talked about it, the more comfortable I was. So like, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's a catch 22 because the only way you'll get comfortable with it is to be uncomfortable with it for a while and so like this whole thing about money and talking about money and I know you have an amazing uh, workshop tomorrow which I know we'll talk about but um, it's just like getting people to have conversations about money in a broader sense and to let everyone know that it doesn't need to be this like intense stressful moment it can be fun and flowy and like you can just let it it can, it can just exist as part of your world. It doesn't need to be something that you're like constantly combating with. Yeah, I love what you said about talking about money as kind of like coming out. Say more about what you mean. <laughs> so, okay, so when I, and this is so funny because like there's so many parallels I think we go through in life like as humans, like we go, we, we work really hard. So as queer people, we're like, you know, coming out is a whole process. There's a whole journey. There's a relationship that you have to build with yourself. And it's a never ending process. It's a never ending journey. And like, for me coming out was like, I came out, but like, I didn't do anything with men. I was like, I'm gay, but like, <laughs> but like, there was so many layers to it. Not just like the me telling people, I'm sure you can relate. And it took so long and I'm still obviously working on the relationship with myself. And the way I think about it with money is like, I had a really, really shitty relationship with money for a long time. And the, the interesting thing is like, 
with the relationship with myself as being gay, like there's so many people out there that you can talk to that you can also get opinions from to like, cause they go through similar things and it's becoming more normalized to talk about, but like money's not normal to talk about. So it's not like you like go around with your friends. You're like, so what do you make? And what do you make? And like, how does that work? Right? Well, so I have to interrupt you because I actually do do that. Like, <laughs> I love that. Rosie, I ask everyone since I got out of college, I was like, I don't know anything about like who's making what. I was like, I know there's a lot of rich people in the world. <laughs> I just like don't know how to become one of them or like, <laughs> so I just started asking. And so I started normalizing, asking people what they made. And that's how I love that salary so quickly because I was like, wait, I'm sorry. Um, I know other people my age doing similar work making $15,000 more right now. So can I have $15,000? <laughs> and your point, it's scary, right? You feel like, am I allowed? Yeah. To, am I, am I worthy of asking for this yeah. money? Um, are people going to think I'm money hungry? Are people mm -hmm. going to be greedy? Yeah. All of that is the coming out process, right? It's like you got to yes. something. How did you, how did you deal with those questions in your mind? I, you know what? I had a huge breakthrough. Like when I was like, I don't know, like 23 or 24, I was living in New York city. I had graduated college Yeah, and I just growing up, I always thought that people who were smart made a lot of money. I was like, yeah. if you're really smart and really hardworking, yeah. you'll make a lot of money. Yeah. Then I was really smart and really hardworking and I was <laughs> Making a lot of money. Like, <laughs> so that's not what it is. Yeah. And then I just started asking questions of people. I would be like, how did you, how did, how did you get where you're at? Like, what are, what are you doing? And yeah. people won't be aware of their own process. So they're, yeah. they're like, not even sure, you know? Yeah. So, no, but like, literally, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. When you get to the nuts and bolts of it, people will start saying things like, well, I, I decided it was really important for me to make $100,000. And mm. so I started researching jobs where I could make that money. And yeah. then, then I plugged the skills to get it. And then, um, and then I interviewed at, or I, I applied to 75 positions before I got <laughs> and like, Ah, this is how you're doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't hear those stories. You're so likely to quit in the process. Yeah, okay. yeah. I applied to 50 jobs and didn't hear back. It's like, yeah, 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 that's so fascinating. I love, so this is something that I think is, you hit on like such a pivotal point. It's finding the people or finding influences in life that you can either aspire to be like, or that you can, that you can look up to in some way, shape or form. I think especially for people that I talk to who are in, who didn't like grow up in the best family, maybe they're like some type of minority, just life isn't always equal and fair for everyone, right? That's just not the way that it's been, it's just not, right? And I think it's super important to talk about privilege. Like I am always, always, always very cognizant and I try my best to be very aware of my own privilege. And what I, I was actually doing a coaching session the other day and I was talking to a group of guys and there were girls in there too. And I was saying like, privilege exists, right? But just because you didn't grow up in a certain family, just because you didn't come from money or things like that doesn't mean you can't change. 
And I think what happens is people, they, they don't see anybody else around them that's succeeding at the level that they might want to get to. And without those positive influences, it's really hard to strive for something. And so I think for people that want to that wanna get to that next level or just continue on a path of expansion, start to expand your horizons and ask questions like you did. Like, I love that train of thought and that's why you're successful and that's why you're aware and like a happy, healthy human because you are inquisitive and like that's such a valuable trait to have. Yeah, I, I love this, this topic of privilege because we, we get to own some things that have not been owned for a long time, which yeah. is, it is true that for a lot of people, especially BIPOC people, queer people, mm -hmm. women, and any other protected class status, yeah. it is true yeah. that the cards are stacked against these people. And yeah. we know that when, when they put effort in, they might not get the same return as like, you know, um, a straight white man, for example, a cisgender. Right. And so the question becomes like, well, how do we actually work with this and still mm -hmm. for the possibility of people creating wealth right. in a society that's unjust? Right. I, I just, you probably saw me rummaging around because I was like, I had to pull out my, um, I don't like PowerPoint slides. So Your note cards, yes! Paper to keep it casual, but like, Basically, in my workshop, no one, you don't need to come to the workshop because I'm about to do a little bit here. But, but people I, should go to the workshop first and foremost. I asked the question, like, who makes a lot of money? And what people will often say is, like, people who already have money, that's true. People who have privilege, that's true. Yeah. People who have X, Y, Z. Yep. But it's not the full equation. Like, so right. what I say is, like, we have to look at, like, the decisions the guidance you're getting, and then of course privilege, right? But yeah. we control privilege. All we can do is look at what decisions are you willing to make and what guidance are you able to go out and get for yourself. I love that. And that's where you come in, right? Like you're a financial advisor, so like yeah. you're actually perfectly suited for this conversation and to support people around what it takes to actually say, like I'm deciding to have my finances handled and to right. be whatever it takes to get there. Right, right. There's, I mean, there's like literally 4 million things that you're saying that I'm like, just like the inner, I'm like the angel, I'm like high-fiving angels. I'm like, yes, yes. But like, it's also, it's also so fascinating because there's the privilege, there's, there's the recognition that the decision to make more money. And there's all of these conscious things that we believe that we can make decisions and we can change our lives but the truth is at least in my opinion there's also a lot of subconscious work that needs to be done as well of these beliefs that we adopt when we're younger right so we're like seven eight nine ten eleven twelve we're sponges right we're we're absorbing everything and one belief that came up for me that i like oh my god when i released this belief and it's still a work in process it was probably the most life-changing thing from a money perspective so like if anybody is similar to me in the sense that like I grew up in a family that was, we were, we were okay, right? We weren't overly wealthy. We were not poor, but it was instilled in me from day one that you work hard for money. You work hard, you make money, period of the story. There's no getting around it. Like you have to fucking work hard and then you're worthy of making money. And that was like drilled into my brain. So like going through school, through college, I was like, work hard, work hard, work hard. Got my first job, was working 80 hours a week in New York, like work, 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 work. 
when I finally let go of the notion that you have to work hard to make money, which I know is a really hard thing for people to let go of because like that's really how our society has been created. But when you let go and accept the fact that money can come in easily and it can be fun and you can enjoy your life and you can make fun, you can have fun and make money at the same time, like mind fucking blown. And it's so, it's such a different paradigm that a lot of us live in. And I like anybody that's like, feeling a little stressed, burnt out, right? There's like a couple obviously things I would say, but one of the big things is like, do you need to be that stressed and burnt out to make money? And if your initial reaction is yes, like I need to be burnt out, like why? Like yeah. who's telling you that? Like who in the world is saying you have to be burnt out to make money? It's, it's so funny because um, we live in a culture where it's so like hustle, hustle, hustle. Like yes. hustle is what gets results. What's tricky about that is it does actually work. Like yeah. hustling, it's works. true. Yeah, out actually works until it doesn't. Yes. Then when you're trying to actually level up your whole life, or you're trying to get to the next bar, yep. it's probably the thing that's in the way. Yes. So, and and that's the same thing. Like for me, the 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 thing I've really had to let go of was um, my my struggle with money is that I I make it mean something about me. Like. Mm. Really of money that I'm making so like interesting not any, not as much anymore I've had to do so much work around it but yeah when I was younger um I needed every year if I didn't get more money like if I didn't get a promotion every year and more yeah money, I would actually feel like there was something wrong with me like this is my report wow. like if I don't get my little adult report card that says you're gonna get a raise then yeah you know, and in 2017, I remember getting my bonus. I was working at a top tier management consulting firm. Yeah. I got my bonus in March and I was a top performer and it was a good amount of money. I was already making good money and I was getting a raise. And the first thought I thought was, okay, I just got my raise. How can I get even more money next year? And like five yeah. seconds after that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> living my entire life for one conversation that happens in March where I, I either deem myself worthy like yeah. or acceptable or I've done a good job and it's based on how much money I'm making. And then I started thinking, I got to make a shift because I'm not even happy doing yeah. that. Yeah. And so that began the journey of like, what am I believing about myself that actually served yeah. me? What do I need to do to let go of it? And like, what happens if I stop just trying to live for a report card and I start right. passion or contributing or just yeah. creating things because it's inherently fun to create things, you know? Yeah. I'm so, I, I'm always so fascinated where beliefs start. Do you know where that belief came from? Like how you develop this attachment to like needing a report card from like, where did that come from? Yeah, I'll do some therapy here with you. I'll <laughs> Therapist, I'll tell I you. Love it. From so it's it's funny. Um, I remember in third grade, um, my mom made a comment to me that I interpreted in a very specific way. <laughs> she. This said, is like very. I love this. I, specificity is like my my. I love it. Yeah. Well, I've done like I've been in therapy for nine years, and I've been getting coached for four years. So like, gotcha. you, you do a lot around this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom said to me. If I can, and my mom is a, she's a, she's a lovely human. And um, she also did not go to college and, 
and has done pretty like uh, service-based jobs her whole life, either manually yep. or working um, at a pool store, swimming pool store, Florida. So yep. she said, if I could go back and redo my whole life, I would get straight A's um, from the whole time. And then I would go to a really good college and I would get a really high paying job. And so I said to myself, uh, mommy says that the thing to do is get straight A's, go yep. and get a high paying job. <laughs> and so then I just did that. I remember thinking, well, I've got to get straight A's. And yeah. then third grade, until I graduated college, yeah. I was slaving away getting yeah. because I thought that that's what I had to do to be successful. That's and it's like, so it's not wasted work, right? Of like, course, of course, yeah. I learned a shit ton about, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. And um, I never actually needed to get the good grades to be lovable. Yes. You know? And that's not even what she was really saying. It's just right. how way me interpreted it. Yeah. And, and then I lived 20 years of my life. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, I think the, I mean, my coach, it, uh, Oh, we always talk about how um, things are always, at least I, what I always try to say is I, I'm always very compassionate for the old me. So I'm sure you share a lot of compassion for like the 1.0 version of you that worked so hard, but you're here now because of him. And like, that's amazing. Like you're fucking awesome. And like, I look back like very similar, similarly, like I burnt myself out. I used to work weekends, nights, yeah. like. And I felt like that was what was making me successful. Like I tied my worth so much to my job and to my ability to perform and to have people be like, great job. Like I sought praise, like it was my goddamn job from partners, yeah. from people that I worked with. Like I needed that validation to feel worthy and lovable. And so I look back at myself and I'm like, there, a, a lot of times it's easy to slip into like the, oh, like, I totally fucked it up. Like, I spent so many years, like, just doing the wrong thing, right? And first and foremost, like, that's what I knew at the time. That was my belief system. That's what I understood. So I, I show compassion for myself, which is not always my first go-to response for myself, to be honest. <laughs> compassion is not the go-to for poor Scotty 1.0, but I'm working on that. And so compassion, I show compassion. But then I also believe that, like, everything is building up in my favor. So every decision I make, it's like, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Every decision that we make, right, if you truly believe that your life is always moving forward in the right direction, every decision you make is working out in your favor. So there's no need to, like, agonize over, should I take this job or should I take that job? Do I, should I ask for this raise or that raise? It, it doesn't actually matter because it's all adding up in your favor. It's all creating benefit for you in the long run, regardless of what yeah. actually happens. Uh, the, one of the number one things that I coach, especially executive clients on, is that you actually, when you make a decision, you have no idea how it's going to go. Exactly. You could have all the data, you could have all of the best guidance, and you can yep. make it, and it could still go south. And the trick is then, it's not that you made the wrong choice, it's that there was never any guaranteed certainty. Right. Now you just have to choose again and create again. Like, yep. you can't let it take you out of the game. Yep. And that's what a lot of people, they, I've noticed clinging to yeah but when I when I moved to New York and I did this thing and it was the wrong thing and I'm like you know um 
I was I was watching TV last night, the show The Center. Have you seen this show? No, but it comes up all over my Netflix. <laughs> okay. This is a little bit of a spoiler, but Jessica Biel goes to prison and then she interacts with this um, Christian woman who's running a prayer circle. <laughs> the Christian woman says, look, you need to forgive yourself or like let it like be like forgive yourself and then repent and then like move forward. Like let yeah. it go forward. Yeah beating the dead horse of the <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. Back in the game. Right. Yeah. I fucking love that. I mean, that, and that's probably for any like type A motivated, that's like the go-to, right? You like kind of like berate and like maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't even like say like, oh, I beat myself up, but I do it like internally and I mask it as I'm, I'm trying to be better, right? I'm trying to push myself forward. I like pretend like, or I use the guise of I'm I'm beating myself up because I don't want to make the same mistake again. When in reality, there's no need to struggle. There's no need for stress. There's no need for punishment. Like you don't need any of that to grow and to expand. Like you can just grow and expand because you can. Period. End of story. You don't need to like beat yourself up for it. Yes. Yes. That's that's exactly like when when you. I almost think of it like, who's the real me? Yeah. And when I'm just like really listening and tapped in, connected. Yeah. Like even in this moment, there is nothing wrong. Yeah. Now, if, if I start thinking too hard, yeah. it's easy to get like, oh God, like, yep. oh. <laughs> like in this moment, nothing's wrong. Yeah. When I'm in that place, I can actually make decisions that serve me and I'm clear on what yep. to do, clear on what to take on and what to let go of. And when I'm, but when I'm not in that place, the trick is <laughs> getting into that place. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it seems. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's actually, and I don't, I don't know when, so like I call it getting connected to source is kind of like the way that I describe it or like universal intelligence, whatever we call it, the higher power. I spent like 31 years of my life literally living in my head, only my ego. Like there was no heart. There was no like emotion. It was like, I'm a cold robot and I will do the things I need to do to make money. Yeah. And you just saying that, like I, 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 the old me was so out of touch with his heart, was so out of touch with like source and emotions that he would immediately hear that and it wouldn't even register. It would go in one ear, not the other. I'd be like, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> you, I, yeah, I was listening to Deepak Chopra the other day, and he was basically, like, just trying to boil it down and make it really simple. And he was like, if you've never done this type of work, like, if, if, it's the, if you're the person who goes in one ear and out the other, he's like, what the fuck are these people talking about? <laughs> I, I don't remember what Deepak Chopra's four questions were, but they were really simple. And it was basically along the lines of, like, like who am I? What do I actually want? Interesting. Interesting. What is my purpose? And then just being really connected to these, like, what am I on the planet to do? Yeah. There. And if you can't do anything else, begin with gratitude mm -hmm. every day. And I was like, ah, oh, I, I get that. That's a really, that. that's a nice starting point. If you and meditation, that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking good. Oh, I love talking to you. I feel like I could just talk to you all day. We yeah. just like, chit chat all day. Um, yeah. We should let the people know about your money course, though. Like, yeah. let's talk about that. With other people who are making bold decisions and who are 
on purpose living the fuck out of their lives. Like yes. that is half of the key. Like you cannot be surrounded by people who are like, I don't want <laughs> it doesn't work to be surrounded by those people. You gotta find people who are gonna be like, yes, you got this. I love it. Oh, I love chatting with you. We have to do this again. Yeah. I know we, like, before we even started, I was like, we're doing this again. Like, it's, it's happening. So I'm super excited. Let me know how it goes tomorrow. We'll catch up. Thank you for everyone that joined. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Have everyone a great day. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. If you did, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep putting out great content. If we're not yet connected on the socials, I'd love to meet you. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. and drop me a DM if you want to chat. Or check out my website, scottytaylorjr.com, for more inspirational content, blog posts, and other freebies. I love you, friends, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember, you're a badass and you deserve the life of your dreams.